This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Amidst the foul and fetid winds of the bioswamp do we today set our scene. Alack, for our writer's gaze hath fallen upon a once much-used and oft-cursed riverside Shakespeare, and there t'was an idea born. Tis a well-trod path and far from original, but English majors must perforce English mage, and so like Icarus we now build our wings and join her in her flight a fancy. Like foolish Icarus, we do not fear to fly too close to the sun. In our case, because the brightest things in this script are Bonnie's sun drawings, which she, like the monks of old, has doodled in the margins. With the fourth wall, now reduced to grit and rubble, we draw aside the curtain upon our scene, as star-crossed lovers tangle in the affairs of the fey folk, and vice versa, and mischief abounds. It is the hour of dusk in the bioswamp, and the fairies are busy lengthening the shadows, quieting the robinishy and meadowlarksy type birds, and awakening the owlish and sort of nightingale in their turn. Not the egrets, though. Twould take a hammer to calm an egret. Hither comes the fair and comely Dr. Theo, whose voice doth charm all manner of rough beast, with the exception of the once Captain Jesse. Oh, night both fierce and foul, in which dark deeds oft are done. I welcome thee now to cover my blushes and cool my heated brow, for she loves me not. Fair Pipistrelle, it is your hour, for the sun, or jealous of your beauty, hath condemned you to the darkling hours. Why, for then, do you not come to me here, winged nymph of night? For you have captured my heart as sure as you... <laughs> capture these tiny bugs you dine upon. But hark, who comes to steal my solace? I shall hide here behind this, this 
whatever the hell this is. Heard I some voice? A mushroom thief, tis sure, come to make short shrift of my nightly labors and steal away my prize. Knave, hath thou no morals? For I am of good character, and morals have I plenty, though none for you. I must away and guard my treasure. My hard work is for no other's pleasure. What care I for your feeble fungi, fellow? What care I for any worldly good, when love hath extended a stealthy leg, tripped me, and pitched me o'er, and stomped on my heart like a clumsy maid, flattening her partner's toes at her first gavotte? Many hours hath this noble surgeon whiled away with lamentations and renting of garments, though not near enough renting, for said garments are still mostly whole, which is annoying. So vigorous his lamenting that e'en the fey folk have taken notice and do spy and playfully pelt him with fumets, worm cast, sprains, and corpolite for his pains. Once more through a wormhole passed we, so our crew are beguiled and shed their daily skins to wear another. Hark how the jolly and sausage-scented Dr. Von Havasetzer does come in the likeness and garb of the fairy king, pursuing his cool and scornful queen. We are really going to need to provide some type of transcript for this one. We always do. With footnotes. Let's make that your job. Ah, follow me not, tyrant of the heart. You'll make merry no more with mine. Oh, <laughs> Terry Rashfontein, am I not thy lord? <laughs> Pullest thee the other one. If thou wishest to lord over someone, you would do best to get a dog. Did I not spy thee strumming thy lute with a bar wench? Hmm? <clears throat> and I mean that. Metaphorically. Yeah, I heard the finger quotes, Danka. Scheiße, fairy queen of the sprites. I would despair did I not see in thy jealousy some faint shadow of love. <laughs> Little bit hard. Come on! Oh, get thee over thyself. Come now, sit with me upon this... whatever the hell this is, <gasps> and let me spin for thee a tale of woes so heavy with trials and pains as to soften thy heart. <sighs> Oh, you couldst not soften this heart with a meat tenderizer. I myself have daily soaked it in the acid and vinegar of grief and tears, which only served to toughen its fibres against thee. Thou hast done me dirty, you bastard. Oh, tell me how I might win thee back again. Show me some understanding of love. Nay, pick me not a flower out of a pile of alligator droppings. Yeah, just put that down. Do some service unto love. Aid Cupid in his labours, not for thy own sake, but to attend on love. Oh, on this ship? Mm -hmm. What service could I render love here? For certain no one would desire these doomcoffs to make more copies of themselves. Oh, fear not babies in this show. Huh. Well, there are no sharks out here to jump if thou catchest my meaning. Huh. Huh. Uh, doth not the swoony Dr. Theo, huh. frozen here whilst we speak, torture the very trees with his protestations of love? Huh. Mm. 
Thou mightest start there. And if I do him such service as to bring his beloved bat winging to his arms, what then, lady? Wilt thou admit me to thy heart and thy bedchamber? Uh. Hmm? Hmm? I can go higher. Hmm? That's about it. One thing at a time, Romeo. Wrong play. Watch it. Sorry. Winged Pipistrel's heart is already a fair way down the path to love. A well-placed nudge shall set her feet aright. See thou, do well the task I've set thee, and not fuckest it up. Hmm? Fairies, attend on me here, and witness the king's oath to bring love to scientist and bat, for no service can be better set than that. Hoffy does end, mein Queen. When you awake, the deed shall be done. Yeah, buggering off now. Ta-ta. Olivia! So the Fairy King hath promised to beguile the heart's compasses of both Pipistrel and Dr. Theo, so their true north is truly set at one another. But how is such a piece of business to be undertaken? Forsooth, both are shy as the cub reporter whose first story is set at a nudist colony. No doubt the king will burden his favorite fae, the puckish Olivia, with the task. Hither comes she now. How can you tell? She's digital again. Narrator the second, hush thy uncivil tongue and just go with it. Kay. You bellowed? Ah, Pixie, thou did take thy time. Oh, bollocks, another bloody wormhole. It's a good thing this is audio. Those tights are doing you no favors. Ah, just on your own time, Sprite. I have work for you. Ah, some mischief. Something good this time, eh? Enough pulling stools up from other unsuspecting wenches' bottoms. Boring! No, no mischief now. We do the very work of Cupid himself. That lazy little bastard. No, thank you. And next time you see him, could you remind him to reposition his sash? I don't need to see all these dangly bits, thanks. Ugh, does thou not catch the spirit of the game and join us in some merry sport? Mm-hmm. Do I have to sound like a twat as well? Fine. No. Right. What's up? Divine Clara, Queen of the Fae, has sent me this task. To woo fair Pippa's in the guise of good Dr. Theo and thus win her to his heart. <laughs> oh, goosebumps. I just gave myself chills. Uh, can't you just throw some little bugs on him? She's proper fond of gnats. <laughs> A romantic, are they not, Olivia? Ugh. All right, all right. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Good. Find you some love in idleness flower and dribble upon the sleeping eyelid of the lady so when next she wake and cast her eyes upon him, her heart will know the true depth of her affection for the loquacious logician. <laughs> loquacious logician? That's the pot calling the kettle wordy if ever I heard it. Look, the chances of there being that flower in this swamp are about one to are you freaking kidding me? And even if I find something similar, it'll likely turn her into a newt. And I'm not gobbing in her eye, neither. What vitreous thou on about? I didn't tell you to spit in her eye. Oh, you did! Dribble upon her sleeping eyelid. Sound familiar? God in himmel, dribble the juice of the flower, you tiny little brain. <clears throat> Go on. Enough. I am becalmed. Just figure it out. And whilst thou is as I labels, save a bit of dribble for my queen. See, she falls in love with something funny. (laughs) I'm going to put it on TikTok. Anything else? It's not like I have a ship to run or anything. Nope, I am faded. Off and see my bill is done, air break of day. Or what? Exactly. Could you let me be king for five seconds? Fine, go for it. 
<clears throat> See my will is done, ere break of day, Sprite, or such woe befall thee as to shake you to your very... Uh, forget it, just go, farewell. Righty-ho, loving idle this flower, eh? Right, seriously, the king has his royal head up his noble ass if he thinks there's any of that around here. <sighs> Faith, many an hour have I stood guard over my pale crop, uh, but sleep creeps along my limbs like giant sloths, and I am near to falling from the weight. I shall secrete myself behind, whatever the hell this is, and rest till the cock crow again. Well, well, well. Don't know what cock you're counting on, mate, but whilst you're snoozing, I think I might just take out your mushroom patch for something that'll work. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to FanRollDice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. For the last six pages, hath poor Dr. Theo worn out his time, frozen, still, and forgotten. Now unenchanted at last, as our middling scriber remembers he's still standing there, he wakes. Middling seems generous. Can't argue. Hush. Always with the hushing. Hush. Have I been in a dream? My legs do ache, and the moon is not where last I left her in the sky. I must have bed. But my chambers are far. I will rest me here a while and dream of my sweet pipistrel. You know, in Shakespeare's day, a while and pipistrel would have been close enough to count as a rhyme. Two. Just saying, this isn't easy, you know. Tis no tale that does not contain some strife. So here comes another who wooed a wife. Did you say would a wife? Or wooed a wife. That's the joke. It could be either. Oh, so comedy is a pretty loose term then, right? At night doth my heart fly from my chest, and I follow it here, to this rank and irksome swamp, whence to cool my fruitless ardor in this deep and murky water. Oh, like taking a cold shower. Sounds like it. I shall no more set my heart at anyone. But is a recipe sure to yield despair. Leet, albatross, wife, all have left me with no lover, spouse, or friend. Who's this? Oh, oh lord. Oh, sorry, mate. We're fresh out of potential sweethearts. Unless Joe really swabs your decks, I guess. Oh, yeah. Julie's been a bit greedy and mopey since Ben buggered off. Don't know about a love connection, but I reckon you both could use a friend. Albert? Albert! 
Devilment is here. No devil, but those bedeviled with insomnia. Pardon, fair lady, I intend no harm. Faith, tis a strange hour to be abroad for honorable purposes. And yet, here you are. And I. Fair. Are you she who nursemaids the allegrettes? Define nursemaid. No insult intended, lady. Faith, I admire thee for thy bravery. Oh, well, then thou art kind, despite thy stormy looks. You can see me. Thanks to the moon, tis not so dark. Art thou usually invisible? Uh, maybe? In truth, this night confounds me. I am all the fog. My mind doth roll and swell, and in clouds covers truths which would be plain in light of day. What bringest thou here? Same. Though I am more of mist than fog, my mind dampens joy and maketh the grass all slippery. I see. What cause hath life given you to seek solace here, in this dank and dreary place? Mine true love paves a path amongst the stars and cuts a course to home. Ah, it is a deep cut indeed. To the bone. And what of you? Why preferest thou the stagnant swamp to the warmth of heart than home? My heart and heart are cold, lady, for there are none to stoke the fires of either. Seek you warmth here? Faith, what might do for firewood is as green and sodden as... Albert! And as likely to ignite. I seek not the smoldering embers of romance. A spark of friendship would warm me through. And I. What hast thou there? Oh. A novel writ by a doctor, I know. Tis a hefty tome. This is the first chapter. Wow. Wouldst thou sit beside me and read a page? Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> Be that the time. <laughs> I should really, uh... You mistake me, lady. I read it only for the drowsiness it inspires. Well, in that case... Why do you tarry, Sprite? Hast thou already completed thy task? Seriously, this part of the galaxy has more bloody wormholes than a pile of compost. I'm watching these two. More star-crossed levels? No, just two lonely people stumbling about in the dark. Ah, it is easier to keep a stumble from becoming a fall than there is someone at your side to catch you, eh? Look, I know where this is headed, and you're very sweet or something, but do you have any idea how much work I have on my plate right now? Olivia. Fine. Back to the mushroom patch I go. This means they grow in a fairy ring, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes everything so much better. <laughs> a piece of cake be these two, for already they drool and snore and slump to the ground. <laughs> Look at them. Seriously, you couldn't put people to sleep faster with that book if you hit them over the head with it. As the Fey folk quit the scene to tend to their business, our fourth and final character doth step clumsily upon the stage. <sighs> Why do I linger? My appetite is sated, and my eyelids grow heavy for want of sleep, and yet I remain in this dark and restless place. My wings are still, yet my fancy is full in flight, imagining such things as I dare not give voice to, unless alone in the dark. Woo! Gothic! With my sonar, I may detect all manner of hidden things, and yet, am I helpless to ping the depths of the heart? Mine own, or his? Oh, hell. Just give me five minutes, will ya? I'm working on it. In love, I am truly a bat. I'm upside down and folded tight, 
Every step is clumsy and near to a fall. But when I am beside him, my heart hath wings and is playful, spinning loops and soaring to new heights. Yet, is this love or only that magic by which he beguiles us all? Does it matter? And truer to my purpose, what of him? He holds his feelings so close in check as to make a, a, a prisoner of his heart. Truth, he is harder to read than his own novel. You've clearly never tried. I mean, I would snatch his love out of the air if it flew by me. But I am a bat, not a woodpecker, and I cannot pry it loose from such stern stuff as his heart be. Mm. Oh. Yeah, all right, I'm on it. Just lie down. Uh, okay, hang upside down, whatever. Gonna be tricky stuffing a mushroom down you at that angle, but we'll get it sorted. Night hath rounded the corner towards morning, and the fey folk, their labors concluded, attend upon their queen and prepare her for slumber. The queen! What is said? And I, here, I'm here. How may I be of service? Is there mischief afoot? A jape? A jest? A merry caper? Woolly Sedge, calm thyself before I calm thee with a hammer! Horsetail! Cocktail! Biddy! Walls, step back a pace, sir. You're getting hair in, in, in my mouth. Sorry. I shall lie me here atop whatever the hell this is. Peace, O oh love, is sweet and best. See that none come near to disturb my rest. Olivia. Olivia. What? Look at the Hirschbrett. My lady sleeps. She is attended by her fairies. Dept. Right. She's out. Anyone want to read the swampage and get lit? Ready? Me, 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 me. Let us quaff deep and run amok. Hey, man. Up. Excellent. See how soundly doth my lady snooze upon this. What the hell is this thing anyway? Whatever. Hath thou some potion to anoint her brow and turn her affection in some wholly unsuitable direction? Couldn't you just apologize for the bar wench and the uh, lutestrum? Admit the truth? <laughs> she draws my capons and feeds them to me. No, Sprite. I believe the truest way to win her back is to trick her into loving a bog or something and then humiliate her in front of her servants. Right. Okay. Anointed with ointment. Anointment. That just sounds wrong. Go now, mischievous Olivia, and find some base and vile creature. Bring it here so tis the first thing her eyes light upon when she awakes. Uh, just so you know, this swamp is fresh out of love and idleness flowers, so I had to improvise. I'm not entirely sure... Fail thee well, and sleep thee well, for tomorrow thou hast a big day, and you know how you get. Right, okay. Warning delivered and ignored, as you do. I'm off to water a few others, as per your direction. Do you have any idea how hard it is to juice a mushroom? Hang on, they're all scattered around here. Okay, right. Uh, a drop for you, Dr. Theo. Julie, 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 there you are. Dribbling on you, Julie. 
Oh, right, upside down. Some for you, Miss Pippi. Oh, upside down hard. And the soggy dregs for you, Colin. Now, don't all be looking at each other when you wake up or we'll have some sort of bonzo weeping angel scenario to sort out. And I'm tired. And I still have to go find something funny for the Queen to get jiggy with. Ooh, hang on. Didn't I leave a zebra here somewhere? Ah, oh, crap, I'm out of potion. Well, mate, looks like you get a whole shroom. Oh, my arms aren't long enough for a zebra's face. When did I get arms back? Good luck. Screw this. I'm not waiting for morning. I guess we do have a cock. And there, our story, we must conclude. But lest you think our ending rude... A two-parter death this be, so join us again in our revelry. Whilst the lovers and the friends find their best and happy ends, or will Olivia the Osnine's own pup? On purpose, or by haps up at fuck? Thou hast been listening to David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Kevin Hall as Greg, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer, Shannon Perry as Olivia, Chrissy Talon Sage as Julie, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Sarah Ray Warner as Pipistrel, Bonnie Brantley as Duckweed, Wooly Sedge, Horsetail, and Cattail. If faith, I'm Kyle Jones, your narrator too. And whether thou likest or not, I'm Chris Nadolny Gorley, your narrator. Our music was writ by John Faley and our artwork from the fevered brow of Lucas Elliott. Sarah Golding, our dialogue, did edit, and Shannon Perry, our sound designed. Lamentably, our story of Oz-9, much like the alien of old, did explode from the head of Shannon Perry and wreaketh havoc upon a spaceship. Know you now that Oz-9 doth hang about with many a rascally and ill-reputed tale amidst the Fable and Folly Network. Go thee hence to fableandfolly.com and there beguile your idle hours with true delights. Until next time, gentle monkeys of space, be well. Cast thine eyes upward to the stars, but try not to step in the fumeth. Lights! The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye Put is over there, head. and the other eye is rolled over exactly there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. <laughs> I've rolled a one. Oh, you so, rolled a so. one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop?
poops me. A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 